I kind of wanted to kind of delineate between promoting myself as a, just a straight up singer in the like session world and then my own artist thing. And maybe that was a bad idea. I'm not sure. Hi there. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I am Phil. And I'm Lauren. And we are brand strategists. We spend our days on the phone, sometimes in person, but usually on the phone. Definitely phone. Helping people all over the world position, build, and promote their brands. And we thought, you know what? This might make for a great podcast. People could actually watch us work and learn something in the process. So uh, it's a podcast where we have guests on here. And we talk about a lot of challenges, not just they face, but probably some of the stuff that you face. And you can see how we navigate these as people on the outside. You know, our, our clients come to us and our guests come to us as experts in a particular topic. They live it day to day. And sometimes there's stuff that's not as obvious because they're in the trenches that we're like, hello, here's what you should do. That's what I like most about this podcast. I, I think that with every episode, let's just talk about how great our podcast is for a second. <laughs> but with every episode... There's something to, you can learn regardless of the industry. I think that's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah, it is cool. Today, this happens as well. It was very obvious to us the advice we needed to give our dear friend Scott, who's a singer-songwriter. wasn't so obvious to him. He made some decisions for his brand that he thought were going to help him, but we argue that actually it's making things a little bit more difficult for you. So yeah, that's what's going down today on Brand Therapy. Shall we get to the interview? Let's do it. Here's our conversation with... Scott. So my name is Scott. I'm a musician, an artist, recording artist. My biggest challenge is probably just making sure that people uh, aren't confused by the different projects that I take part in, that they know what it is they get from me. Because I kind of have different aspects of my career one being a session singer here in Los Angeles, the other being a recording artist for a duo, and then my own solo project that I write my own music for and perform as well. So just kind of keeping those things delineated, yet also kind of helping make sure people get a clear picture of like what it is that I do. Absolutely. And then making sure not only that they know, but that they actually engage with what it is that you're creating and obviously growing exactly. your profile as an artist. Now, this is a fun one today because I don't think people know about Miss Moore's background oh. in music. <laughs> Not as an artist, uh -huh. that would be hilarious, but you used to work, <laughs> Lauren, for a few big music companies. Can you just tell us about that? Okay, well, for for the record, before we dive in, I am not an expert at all. Phil's making it seem like I've worked for decades. Do you like? Do you like when I call you Miss Moore? <laughs> oh, don't. Well, it's better than ma'am. Right now, everyone's calling me ma'am since I turned thirty, and I'm like not okay with it. But well, I used to work for um, BMI and a, a music division of MTV. So working for BMI in particular, I collaborated a lot with the A and R team, and you know had to. We had to come up with ways to find new artists and highlight promising artists and, and all that stuff. So I know a, a bit about this world, but to preface, I'm yeah. definitely not an expert by any means. Thank you, <laughs> Phil. Scott, what have some of your big wins been when you look back at your career? To dedicate yeah. yourself to a career in music, like it takes discipline, it takes perseverance. There's a lot of like right. self-doubt moments and such. So I want to start with just getting into your brain of like, 
What are those wins where you have had moments and gone, yes, this is what I meant to do. This is why I do what I do. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you about that? I'd say one of the biggest successes I've had that kind of got me thinking, oh, wow, maybe I could actually do this was towards the end of 2016. I'm actually staying for the film La La Land and kind of had an inkling that that movie would do well. So I, I was one of the first to post a cover of a medley of songs from that soundtrack. And that kind of went viral on YouTube to the point that by the time the Pyeongchang Olympics came around this year, there was a Russian figure skating team that actually skated to my arrangement and our singing. It was my duo that sang it. And that was just really like baffling to me that song, that cover made it all the way around the world and people were using it at the Olympics. And so it's kind of like, okay, maybe I don't suck at what I do. (laughs) And uh, that people actually appreciate the music that I put out. That's really cool. I I love that. Maybe I don't suck at this. How important are those (laughs) moments though, right? Like those little, that's not little. That's, I think that's a big victory. But like, just those moments where you go, yes, this is what I meant to do. It's it's funny how we rely on the actions of others to reaffirm that. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean... You don't need many of them, but it's nice when you you can at least get some, you know, just to keep you going. How are you marketing yourself now and how are you communicating the differences between the duo, you as a solo artist and everything else? Yeah, it's actually kind of um, a great time for us to be discussing it because me moving out and really, I used to have a full-time job on staff at a church up until a few months ago, and I actually left that to be able to more pursue my solo act. And so I'm very new to kind of setting the foundation for my solo act. What I've done so far, I just kind of, with the La La Land thing I I mentioned, my duo, Lord and Lady, we got, um, you know, a large following, like 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So we're building into that fan base. So I thought one way just to kind of generate some traffic might be to kind of pull from some of those fans. And so what I did was I've just started to make YouTube covers for the last few months, put out a weekly video, which has generated a lot of like good feedback and people that are really getting interested in like my new brand and now they know what it is. And so I'm now just starting to kind of tone that back and I'm kind of in writing mode, kind of looking towards the fall and putting out a new record, a solo record. I have some questions about the relationship between your duo career and your solo career. So I know that on your profiles, you are saying, I'm part of both of these things. Because I I can see that because Phil's got it pulled up on the computer right now. Um, When you're promoting yourself through the duo, do you mention your solo career and vice versa? Like, do you publicly draw connections between those two endeavors? Or is it just from your own profiles? I've been very careful with it because I, at the same time, I know my partner in the duo is very supportive. I also don't want to like step on toes and like kind of make her feel like I'm trying to leave the duo project. So I've been kind of sensitive to how I cross promote. There has, uh, it's more so on our YouTube channel. Uh, Sometimes I'll, she's, uh, we've agreed, like I can kind of like suggest some of my own like Van Scott videos and stuff like that. I haven't done it as much in Instagram, just probably more more so just because just it's so new. 
And from my duo, we also are just releasing a new record. So we're kind of like pushing that more so. I wouldn't really want to detract from the attention that we're trying to put in that direction. Yeah, I guess. And I know there there are all these poli- like, you know, internal politics and things to figure out with your duo partner. But yeah. the, the main thing that, that's kind of going through my brain is, do you ultimately want to find success with the duo or is your dream to have your own solo songwriting or so- like singer-songwriter career? I would say the latter, definitely. I've kind of told that into my duo as well. Just the fact that we have that. The only thing is like I stepped away from my job and so the duo has the most traction. And so I'm still trying to keep investing in that. That's like what kind of has a little bit more promise at the moment. But I'm really, my heart is in the solo project for sure to see that come through. Great. My thought is that if your duo partner knows that your heart is in the solo career, yeah, there's really no reason why you can't explicitly like draw parallels between the two. Like, for example, having the name of your your duo as part of like videos that you release for your solo career, like Van, uh, it's it's Van Scott, Van Scott is the name of your yeah. Okay, so like Van Scott of Lord and Lady, and on the actual like duo page, if if your partner is comfortable with you posting your own your own content, like having, basically, I think it's important to have both names present and to explain the relationship between these different projects. Okay. Phil, what do you think? I think that's um, doable. I think, I don't know necessarily know that there's like a formula per se, or even someone that we could look at who juggles, juggles something similar. I think at the end of the day, the goal is to get your music out to as many people as possible that hopefully fall in love with you and subscribe to you. I mean, that's right. that's it. And I actually think to your advantage, you've got two exciting ways that people can engage with you. We've got you as part of a duo and we've got you solo. So it's not so much how do we juggle the two and cross promote the two. It's kind of like, I think it's actually more positive. It's kind of like, yeah, there's two exciting ways that people can discover you. What fans of yours, people that enjoy your music, people that have discovered you through maybe one particular yeah. song or video. I want to know some of the specifics on what's resonating with people. When we're looking at a singer, songwriter, an artist, anyone in music, you are the brand, probably more so than any other instance. So when we have this discussion, it's very much objective. And I'm not, you already know this, but I'm saying this more for the listener. It's kind of like, when you are the product, we have to look at you from right. a purely business sense. Understand your competitive advantages as if you are a household product. How? What yeah. do people love about you? What? What is your competitive advantage? Why do people love you? How did we yeah. end up with you with with the you your song at the Olympics? What do people love about you? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's my voice is probably one of my strongest qualities. Like I, as I mentioned, I, I do it professionally in the studio world and which is a little bit a completely different thing from the artist world but i think that professionalism and my singing ability people are drawn to i think that that's clear in the la la land video it's clear in all of our videos and one of the van scott videos that really took off was a charlie puth cover i did where i again i would think i was just one of the first ones to post something but because it people were able to discover it I got a lot of new subscribers. I think I like doubled my subscriber base that week just from posting that video. So I think people are attracted to my singing ability, 
I think that it, it's a novelty and it's just a new voice that people can get excited about. But I also think that in my covers, and that's clear in the La La Land medley, people can kind of see some of my own unique style and my arrangements come through, which I think I can hopefully also capitalize on as people become more familiar with my original music, that that style is going to be a similar thread that's going to carry through to my own music. I'm also wondering, looking at your Instagram, it looks like you have a personal account, a solo music account, and then your duo account. Is there a reason why you created your own personal account and then a separate one for your your solo endeavor? Well, that that's kind of a good question for you guys <laughs> because I thought that perhaps the best way to do it since I still have my session, you know, self to promote, I wanted to kind of have my personal website be where I could promote myself as a singer and then list like here's the various projects that I do which is kind of what my personal Instagram reflects, where it's like, hey, this is me. Um, these are the two, my duo, my solo thing, the things I'm involved with that I'm actively singing and a part of that can help me in the session world. And then to separately have Van Scott and kind of delineate, all right, this is more like for straight up fans. Because I had my personal profile since I basically had an Instagram. So I didn't want to just like by default transition that into the Van Scott page because what if those people didn't necessarily want to be like Van Scott fans <laughs> you know because like a lot of those were like friends or just you know more acquaintances that you sometimes end up following and following back so I kind of wanted to start fresh and be like okay these are people that are interested in what I'm doing and kind of maybe have a better idea of the people that are like buying into it rather than just transition that Instagram account just for the sake of I already had the numbers a little bit. Like I, I'm closer to a thousand followers on my personal profile than Van Scott, but I didn't necessarily want to just be like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll automatically have 800 fans, quote unquote, if I flip that page over. So I kind of wanted to kind of delineate between promoting myself as a, just a straight up singer in the like session world and then my own artist thing. And maybe that was a bad idea. I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard it before, but you're going to hear about it again. This is the time where I tell you what we do for a living. We do this, just a much more detailed, longer, private version, and it's called a brand audit. If you like what you hear, you should consider hiring us to help you. We're like that mirror that tells the truth about what's working and what's not in your business. If you're interested in more information and a special offer that we have for our podcast listeners only, visit philpallon.expert slash therapy for all the details. What are you waiting for? Go and do it. Now we'll get back to the show. I kind of wanted to kind of delineate between promoting myself as just a straight up singer in the like session world and then my own artist thing. And maybe that was a bad idea. I'm not sure. (laughs) No, I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm just thinking about how you have limited hours every day. And if you're putting efforts towards, you know, I'm saying two and a half accounts because it's a duo, but if you're putting efforts towards two and a half accounts, that's a larger challenge. That's a, a pretty big investment in time and marketing efforts. It's definitely it's definitely like taxing. And I definitely have been posting less on my personal account 
And I've, I've kind of mentioned that too on my personal account as well. I definitely give more attention to my Van Scott account because the, the other th- hard thing about that is I want people to see my personal side, you know, with Van Scott. And so if I'm just posting more personal things on my personal account, how are people really going to get to know me on Van Scott? And I guess I have chosen to focus more on my artist Instagram and my personal one's kind of more stagnant nowadays. Yeah, because there's only so many hours in the day, like Lauren said, like you're one person and not only are you managing a career, which is more than one person's job in itself, but you've got two musical acts that you're trying to brand. I don't think that you need three Instagram profiles. I would love to see you stick with one. Either you commit yourself to the artist profile, because guess what? People who fall in love with your music, particularly the type of music, the type of artist that you are, people want to know you. We don't want like the branded, superficial, curated version of the artist that's managed by someone else. People might not know at this stage that it's still you. People want you. People want you. Right. They want to uncover, like they want to see you. It's not just music, music, music. They want to see what you do. And if I were you, a big part of this, I'm jumping thoughts here. But yes, I would merge those two. I'd commit to one, do one really well rather than strapping yourself, your time, your money across two platforms. It's too much, particularly for your industry. It's not like I give this example. It's not like you've got a life insurance company and a skydiving company. It's you and it's your artist profile. They are one in the same. My next thought was research, the important role of research in how other up-and-coming artists are branding and marketing themselves. You know you need followers. You know you need that kind of um, proof of concept. Uh, The most important thing for artists nowadays. I would be very curious to explore how other, you know, maybe male solo artists are doing this. How are um, singers that are based in LA doing this? How are they getting followers? How are they interacting with their followers? How often are they posting? What are they posting? Start to analyze this like a strategist. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen other, I've, I've followed several people just to kind of get that sort of inspiration. But I think I can't just follow the, the big names. I got to follow the people that are kind of on the same level as I am, I think. A hundred percent. People on your level and maybe even people that got a little bit of an earlier start, people that are slightly above you. So people that are at whatever, 20,000 followers or 50,000 followers, still not celebrity status yet. What are they doing or what were they doing a year from now? How has that changed You know, a year ago to what they're doing now? There's so much value in research. There's so much value in research. People get so focused on what am I doing right? Am I doing it wrong? It's like, no, no, look at what others are doing and let's learn from that. We're not going to copy anyone, but we can be strongly inspired by what others are doing well and sometimes what they're not doing well. Totally, right. Do you have any other questions about how to transition accounts or, or anything like that? Yeah, I guess. How, how, what, what would you guys recommend in terms of how to merge those? Or do I just get rid of one? There are a few things that you can do. Okay. I just checked. Unfortunately, it looks like you cannot put in a merge request for Instagram accounts. You can do it for Facebook, but not Instagram, which is kind of a drag. So yeah, with that in mind, there are a few things you can do. Number one, you could do a post on the account that you're going to be letting go of and say, hey, I'm not posting here anymore. I'm Everything's going on this account. See you there. Okay. You could do that. Or you could download all of your past photos that you posted on that, the old account that you're abandoning and kind of 
repost them on your new account as new content and then actually just get rid of the old account. Or you could just get rid of the old account, like end of story and, and not download or repost anything. Gotcha. I just think that'll make your life easier. I really do. And I also, I just think, you know, don't worry so much about your current followers and if they're not going to respond well to your your artist profile. I'd love to see you have your name and also your artist name. I feel like both of those need to be searchable fields. So for on, on my profile, I have Phil Palin, you know, then the little line separator brand strategist. You know, maybe maybe we lead with your artist name and then we put your actual name so that both fields are searchable. You know, and it's also just me knowing that I found the right person. For me, when I was just looking you up on Instagram, I was kind of like, is this the right one? I'm not sure. I see all of that there that make it very clear that I found the right one. Okay. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, that was probably one of my biggest questions was, it was hard because I, in terms of deciding whether or not I should just flip that account before I started my new one. Now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should have just stayed with my own account because I've already posted a lot on my artist account. And so it's it would be hard to, I guess, just repost that again on my personal one. I, I, I just have to make a decision, I guess, on which one I'll keep. <laughs> yeah. And you can't beat yourself up about this either. You've just got to try things out, really. I think it's pretty clear that you tried it out, but it's it's pretty taxing. And it's time to pivot, which is good. One thing I would recommend with whatever profile you end up going with is to clarify that Van Scott is your solo project and that you're also part of the duo Lord and Lady. Like actually explicitly write out my duo and me and really make it clear because just putting the usernames of your duo and of your um, solo endeavor doesn't really give enough clarity at this point. And and you want to really, really explicitly tell people, this is what I've got going on and this is the purpose of each of these entities. Okay. Yeah, great. I also feel like you already know what you need to do in terms of content creation. We don't even really need to talk about that too much because you know what you need to create you know what is grabbing people's attention and what's res- what people are responding to. You've grown a YouTube channel to over 10,000 subscribers, which is a lot more than most people can say. So I'm not even going to give you advice in that space. I just, I think, stick to a schedule. And how nice would it be to put more time to the actual content creation process and less to trying to update and manage and facilitate all your Instagram profiles? You know, I think it's going to help <laughs> you. Definitely, yeah. Do you think it's a good idea to keep just driving up interest by posting covers or does that maybe start this is the same kind of thing i've wrestled with in my duo as far as you know are people just going to want to hear covers from us or are they going to care about original music if and when we deliver that as well i guess one thing that we've seen with the duo is we you know we got we got this good subscriber base and we were able to do a kickstarter fundraiser last year so that we're at the point now where we can release a second record. And that did happen because we did get true fans that wanted more than just covers of other people's songs. But I guess I'm just trying to maybe decide if that's still the same direction I should go for my solo thing, just to help people find and discover me while I'm still getting my own solo act kind of forming. I think if it's easy to do, if it doesn't, take away too much from your actual solo and duo work for that matter, your original material, why not? I 
don't think there's any harm in doing it by any means. And it's a a good way just SEO-wise to be using names that people recognize. And what do you think, Phil? The thing with covers is that it's already there's already music that people have fallen in love with. So that's why you've got to do it because to get someone to fall in love with your music is actually quite a challenging task. If they're not already super fans of you, then they have to, that, that curve of like, you know, getting someone to love an original song is much harder than getting someone to bop along to your version of a song they already know. That's why covers work well. And I think for you, it's just a matter of mixing up what you're giving people because if people love your covers then they're going to they're going to go I want to hear something original from him and then they're going to listen you want to make sure you have all of that available so I just keep mixing that up that strategy giving the people what they want and really looking at what performs well and actually making strategic decisions on what you create you're not just an artist you're also a marketer so you've got to make informed decisions based on performance just like any other business person would yeah I think that's kind of, I kind of struck gold a little bit when I had this Charlie Puth cover do well, all of a sudden people are like, oh my gosh, like, can you do another one? And, you know, and people all of a sudden think I'm kind of drawing from the Charlie Puth fan pool, which is great. So listen, my friend, you've got a lot to do. We've talked about a lot today in terms of organizing your social media strategy and figuring out how to position yourself for growth. Feeling good about what you're going to go and do next? think so. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it so much. It's our pleasure. We're excited for you. Keep us posted on any, any further successes and wins as you, you know, make some evolutions to your, your artist brand and your duo. It's all really great. And we wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so much, you guys. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Lauren. Our pleasure. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And we look forward to keeping in touch. Okay. Sounds great. Appreciate you guys. Yes, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm so glad we got to the bottom of that. I was chomping at the bit, wondering why there were so many social media accounts and why everything was siloed and divvied up. But I want it to be nice because Scott's really nice. He is really nice. And actually, he's a really good singer. He's very talented. Imagine having a cover of yours performed at the Olympics. That is like, that's the dream. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. But I I was wanting to be, you know, people make decisions that sometimes you don't, you don't always know why, but they think things through and they have different motivations. But I'm really, really glad that he's going to be consolidating. His life is going to be so much easier. When your brand is you, people want you. I think they don't, they also don't want you in work mode every single time. Like we don't always want to see you, your brand strategist. We don't always want to see you branding. If you're a singer, we don't always need to see you singing. Sometimes it's great to see you living and just doing you. That's totally allowed nowadays in social media. So people need to embrace that. I think particularly with musicians where you grow to love and have this kind of emotional connection with people, to have his individual brand siloed is almost takes away from the, the artist brand. It almost makes the assumption that it's artificial, you know? So I think merging those is definitely going to be a good move. Definitely, definitely. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're also wondering, hmm, do I need to consolidate my profiles? 
Sometimes you do, sometimes you can't, but it's really case by case. We've encountered a lot of different situations. What do you think? Hashtag brand therapy. I'm at Phil Palin on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at the Lauren Moore everywhere except for Facebook. So what do you think of this episode? What do you think of what we talked about? We want to know. Hashtag brand therapy. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast and you're a faithful listener, we appreciate that. But also, one thing you can do for us, for you, we make a podcast. For us, you can rank it. I mean, rate it, not rank it. Um, Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. That helps us. And also, a written review helps um, other people discover this. We're back at it again next week as we do a brand new subject that we will help in some way, shape, or form with their brand. Until then, have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week on Brand Therapy. See you next time. Next week on Brand Therapy. So defining our parameters has been a slow process because we really want to work with startups and scale up and they don't necessarily have their own parameters set either. 